Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. On the mic today is our old friend and first guest of the Write It Down podcast, Marcus Allen. You already know he's a Heisman Trophy winner, NFL Hall of Famer, and Super Bowl MVP. But more than that, he's a great friend, leader, and mentor. Pod would never be where it's at today if it weren't for him. Listen to our conversation as we reminisce on this podcast journey and discuss more current events. So sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Mr. Marcus Allen, thanks for coming back on Write It Down. I don't know if you know this. I kind of mentioned it to you, but you're the 50th episode of Write It Down. You're my first and now my 50th. So I wanted to get you back on here. Number one, to thank you for um, everything that you've done for the Write It Down podcast um, and for me and for my family. You have just become like family to me. So shout out to Marcus Allen. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you, Brooke. It is uh, it is truly an honor and a pleasure, and I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, you know, when we first talked, we talked about uh, what you wanted to do, uh, what you wanted to do, rather, and and now looking back and, and knowing all the people that you've talked to and interviewed and stuff like that and developed uh, friendships with, uh, it's just great. I'm just uh, so excited for you in the future, too. Thank you. I appreciate it. I do need to talk to you a little bit about your golf game with the American Century Championship. How was that over Lake Tahoe? <laughs> well, it was a it, it, it was a struggle uh, in the beginning, but it ended up okay. Um, I uh, I had two actually uh, two um, pro ams that I had to uh, participate in, which I normally don't do, and so that was a um, and I should have taken a cart, but that was. Um, 14, uh, I think it was 14 miles of walking Holy that I normally don't put in. Yeah. And then the third day, which I was exhausted, uh, which was the first day of actually the, the tournament played terrible. Um, it was just a disaster. <laughs> and then sort of, I caught my second win and played better in the second and, um, and third day, which was, uh, pretty good. But I mean, a 35 miles of walking, we, we don't do that. Yeah, that's right. Marcus, why didn't you take a cart? What the heck, dude? Well, because the people that I, were, I was playing with, uh, you know, in order to engage with them, everybody else was walking so you don't take a cart. I mean, that's part of being in a pro-am is to engage with customers and make sure, you know, to ensure they have a good time. And so you have to do what you have to do. <laughs> I, I didn't like... want to. Yeah, I didn't want to be driving off every time they're walking and talking and, and then going to my ball and then coming back and just talking to them on the green. So I, I try to engage uh, with them throughout the entire uh, round. And, you know, when you have your own tournament, you understand that, right? You know, engagement yeah. is really, really important because the people come there for an experience. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're off, you know, uh, away from them on the phone or not, you know, participating or engaging with the uh, the, the players, they're going to walk away saying, well, we didn't have a great time. Uh, he wasn't uh, <laughs> he didn't talk to us very much. He didn't you know, yeah, he didn't laugh and joke. And and that's all, all required in, uh, in pro-ams. I know we don't uh, we don't think of that, but that's really what pro-ams are all about. 
Wow. And so you walked so that you can be engaging. That's, yeah. I would not, I'd have an attitude the whole time. So no, good on you. I didn't do that. But you I have practiced. I was be tired, but I was at the end of the day. Gosh, I would pull out my fake smile within hour one and people would be able to no. tell. Jeez. Okay. So what, so when you're there with like all of those celebrities, which celebrity like surprised you with their golf game? They're like, oh, wow, they're actually pretty good. Well, I, you know, I've been, you know, I've been around them uh, a lot, yeah. so much. You know, you sort of know who there's a, there's approximately ten guys that you know who you know may have a chance to win the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And you sort of you know the level of every single player there. You know, sometimes guys play uh, better than is expected, and sometimes guys don't play to their level. But you kind of know already by being around guys that uh, you know guys are really really good and guys who um, who are extremely good. So, um, yeah, nothing surprises me. Um, you know, it was, it, the, 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 the final round was amazing to, to watch after I finished mine and watching obviously Smoltz and, uh, Vinny Del Negro, uh, go at it. And it was, um, you know, it, it really was an amazing uh, finish. Obviously they tied and then he had to go off to the playoff hole and, that didn't uh, fare too well for Smoltz, but it was a great tournament nonetheless. Man, it looked fun. It's a beautiful course. Um, you know this about me. I know absolutely pretty much nothing about golf, but I've always appreciated how much you've loved golf. So <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, the course is pretty. I was like, wow, look at Marcus on TV. This is so cool um, playing the golf tournament. One other Brooke, thing. What? Brooke. That course is spectacular. It is. It looks like paradise. If you've like never paradise. been to Lake Tahoe and never played that course, it is spectacular. It is one of the most beautiful places in the United States. It, it really is. It is pretty. Maybe next year they'll invite me, but we'll see. But <laughs> anyway. Maybe next year you can get your podcast up there. That's the goal, right? Is to just interview <laughs> yes. everybody as they're walking. Since I know you're not taking carts, I'll just start <laughs> interviewing you guys from each hole. No, they actually have a couple of interview tables over there. and Maybe you can be one of them next year uh, during the, uh, when guys are warming up. They have lots of uh, interviews and stuff. So Heck, put me in Maybe coach. if you talk to the right person, yeah, we can uh, get you Do hooked that. up. Well, I mean, and I think I'm not normally a starstruck person, but I know if I met Justin Timberlake, I would be starstruck. I don't know if many words would come out of my mouth. So we'll just have to work through that. I'll practice all year, but I know myself and I will just be like, like, I just won't talk. So that's okay. That's all right. I'll be speechless. Another thing, Marcus, though, that I realized, and this is just because I follow um tim brown and um fritz martin management is that you are now on instagram and (laughs) i i was like when did marcus get an instagram and i i I believe someone's running it for you correct me if i'm wrong that it's it's not you posting i can't imagine that you're posting my wife lauren did that okay i was like oh my gosh marcus is with the times but in the back of my head i'm like i know marcus is not with the times that this is absolutely nothing to do with his decision to be on instagram that's that's, i understand what you're saying obviously it's uh you know it's it's just difficult for me to sort of uh you know uh let people know where you are every second yes. what you're doing what you're eating that sort of uh, you're old school I, I'm, 
I'm Oscar. really yeah, good at separating, you know, my my uh, <laughs> my public and my private life. And that's I think healthy. That's, I think a balance is needed. Yes, and I think far too often we we've, we've uh, invested too much in just our, our public life, and it bleeds over. And uh, it's it just uh, you you got to separate the two in order to be mentally health, healthy. You're absolutely right about that. I agree with that. Well, and kind of transitioning, how how over the years, and again, I'm not like some big wig but i have noticed over the last year as i've developed the podcast and stuff like that how do you cope with people's opinions of you and different opinions of what you've said o- over the years like how do you privately cope with that and not let that bleed into your family life with your family i realized a long ago that not everybody's going to like you you can't please everyone um it's important to obviously be true to yourself and uh and honor your parents and and the people that you love Really, that's that's really the bottom line. You can't, you know, you can't please everybody. Not everybody's going to agree with what you say. Um, I think I, you know, <laughs> I think whatever I say is, uh, <laughs> is um, you know, uh, are prudent things, are, are, are realistic things, are, you know, are true things. Uh, and, you know, not everybody, you know, sees it the same way. But um, you can't you can't worry about that because, you know, there's. Uh, I think I told you, but you know, uh, perhaps about a movie, right? This is my motion picture, right? Mm-hmm. And I have my leading people in my motion picture, and I, then I have my principals um, that that are, you know, really impact my film. And then there's a bunch of extras uh, that are trying to get into my film that, you know, <laughs> that I don't let in. Well, I <laughs> and love those that. are sometimes the opinions <laughs> yeah. that you just don't let in. You know what I mean? It's like. They, they, they can't impact your film. Obviously, they're not, you know, what they say is not that important. So Yeah. Well, and it's just too many voices, like, in your head. And, and and when you let too much of that in, it's hard to make a decision or a clear-headed decision. And something I've learned is it's so important to have people in your life that know you at your worst and know you at your best. Yeah. So when you're making decisions, you're not making them based out of emotion. But they can be like, hey, right. like yesterday you weren't feeling this way are you making a decision based out of an emotion or because this is really the direction god's taking you or where you feel like things should be going for your life so i like that motion picture um there are some extras in our life that just they shouldn't have a say on the main premise and that's okay <laughs> that doesn't mean they're subhuman or they're, they don't matter but maybe they belong in somebody else's film so i like that that that's a that's a very good point i mean you know first of all you got to know where people are coming from and you don't know so i mean why try to analyze every situation uh i come from a loving standpoint i try not to come from an uh an angry standpoint or a uh, selfish standpoint i try to analyze everything from a from a standpoint of love and and so i don't i have those critical things i you, you never see me going online and criticizing people or coming from a uh um, um, a negative standpoint because that's not in my heart. So, uh, some people obviously need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you read certain things, you're like, hey, who so, hurt you? Hey, some, hey, some people want revenge for being born. I'm not one of them. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Having that motive of, of love. Um, and I think something about you that I really have always appreciated is you have a very, um, fatherly perspective on things like a very protective loving caring and i think that's important especially for men in our culture to have 
um, to, to look up to an older generation, no offense of your age, but to see, um, that in you, that, that you have a loving, um, standpoint on things. How has Corona affected you over the last year or so? Well, you know, I've been, uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I've been sort of a skeptic. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they want you to study the science. Well, there's, there's science, uh, coming, you know, um, on both sides, I guess, if you will. Um, you know, some say that it's, um, it isn't as, um, dangerous as some science says it is. And then there are numbers on both sides that, uh, um, give you, uh, obviously, uh, you know, that credence, but it's, mm-hmm. you, you, you say to yourself, okay, why are some people trying to silence, uh, one point of view, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's up to us as individuals to look at all the information and then make a prudent decision. But if one side is trying to, you know, nullify uh, what the other side is saying, um, I mean, actually suppressing and, and doing everything they can so we don't hear that information, you got to ask yourself why. Do you believe that fear or the the common health of everybody has been the motive of um, the conversation or the topic of conversation for Corona? Well, I think certainly uh, fear changes behavior. And I think that's uh, something that they uh, certainly wanted to do. Um, you know, and, and God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, you know, right. but a power of love and a sound mind. So you go like, well, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm, um, uh, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. I mean, if you, if this is the most deadliest virus around, why am I, you know, you think this little thin piece of paper is going to protect me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then on the other side of that, you see people that are constantly, you know, advocating wearing masks are never wearing it. And as soon as the, the, the camera comes on, they're, they're putting it on so they can, you know, um, you know, have this public uh, appearance of doing the right thing. And I'm going like, well, you know, I see through all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I noticed, though, is that, uh, you know, the, the, the more emergencies that are created, the less, uh, you know, the, the more uh, our freedoms are under attack, you know. Yeah. So that's there's a lot of things that have taken place that I just question. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to make a decision for me and my family what's best for us. Um, I personally did not. Um, I rarely wore a mask. I personally... Um, uh, I did not stay inside because I know that, uh, you know, going outside and, and being in, 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 in God's creation and, and, and under the sun, you know, where you can get vitamin D, uh, get exercise, those things are, are critical. Nobody's ever talking about uh, uh, immune health. You know, they only talk about, you know, med- medicine and pharma. And, and then I look at that and I say, well, I know for a fact that um, or I just, you know, know from watching, you know, over many, many years that there's more money in, in treatment than there is in a cure. I mean, you're telling me we can't find a cure for cancer after all these years. Yeah. Yeah. And or I is think that the motivation. Yeah. And I think like what you said about the more that you use fear kind of as as a tactic, it it takes away your freedom. And I think that's what one of the things that I'm most concerned about, I guess, for my generation, and not that I can control anything, but is our freedom is just being taken away from us in every area. 
because we are looking for someone to tell us what to do. And don't worry, they will tell us what to do. And before you know it, we're not shaping our own, like we're not, we're not receiving information and creating our own opinion and own decisions off of it. We're just doing what the masses are doing. And so it's just this desensitization or I don't even know if that's a word, but whatever that word of being desensitized to actual education of what's really going on. And so that kind of like, I don't know, it gives me a little bit of red flag and nervousness, but whatever. I don't need well, to that's, that's, in, that's the information game again. And then when you suppress information, you could ask yourself, why are they not us, uh, not allowing us to hear certain things? Uh, is there an agenda or, um, you know, it's, that is really, you know, something that people have to sit back and analyze. I think for too often, we just believe that everybody has our best interests at heart. And, and unfortunately, you know, this is, um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> they don't <laughs> some people don't you know um, yeah how do you think this has affected the the sports world good or bad and why well I, I think it's um, hmm. it's an interesting question I mean I personally don't I, I've, I've um, not watched sports as much um, because of one, the, the politicization of the of, of everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I watch sports to escape, to to lose myself into you know uh, uh, the competition and the the quest for greatness and stuff like that. And then every time there's you know uh, politics that's involved, it just sort of uh, just drives me away. And then the um, the politics of you know the uh, the virus you know uh, separating people from the, the 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 you know vaccinated people from the unvaccinated people I mean I think it's just caused you know just too much division uh, there's too much uh, disinformation uh, there's there's just it's just driven me away mm-hmm. basically and so I haven't really seen you know I'm watched a basketball game or I watched a, um, a, you know, a baseball game. Uh, these are things that I used to watch. And um, it's just, um, it's sort of tainted that sport, you know, uh, sports in, in general that I love. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it hasn't been good. So I can only imagine that there's a lot of people that, you know, have mine. Um, look at um, things the way I do and, 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 and are experiencing the same sort of feeling. So uh, I'm sure there's people that um, on the opposite end of that spectrum too. Yeah, for sure. There always is. So if you had to describe probably like your perfect weekend, like getaway, um, not just like vacation, but something that would make Marcus feel super just filled with joy and just relaxation because I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but for lack of better words, like going to sit all day and watch football on Sunday or basketball on a Friday night isn't necessarily an escape. And not just for you, but for a lot of people. I think a lot of us are having to adjust and figure out the things that make us um, just have a fun and peace-filled weekend that's not filled with the news or filled with sports and politics. So if you could describe um, just something that maybe you've learned about yourself this last year that gives you rest or, or gives you something to look forward to, like on the weekends or on your days off, what would that be? You know, just being quiet, 
Haven't just I I, I love uh, silence sometimes. You know, it's just good to be home and take a look out in your backyard and uh, appreciate the you know Mother Nature and God's creation. Um, you know, just it's it's very simple. Sometimes you need to be still. Um, That'll preach. And Gosh. and um, you know, not necessarily. Uh, I, I guess next to that, which is. You know, just, you know, doing something with my son and, and Lauren and, and just having a nice, peaceful day. Um, but uh, other than that, and maybe, you know, playing some golf with the guys would be third. But um, sometimes just, just staying home and just, um, you know, just being still and, and sort of reflecting and, and, and thinking about, you know, how how fortunate you are and how, you know, you know how God has been good to you and stuff. So it's. Um, I don't need, I don't need to go very far, do anything in particular, but I can just, you know, nature, you know, being around beautiful trees and, and uh, green lawn and, 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 and plants and, and, and flowers and things of that, you know, kind of, uh, I just love nature. That's why I think I, one of the reasons I like golf so much because I'm outside, um, I'm in nature, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm golfing and I'm enjoying and because the environment is peaceful to me. Yeah. And I think too, with, um, and again, you're not on social media besides what, what's put out there for you, but uh, you know, my generation and myself included, um, we are sensory on sensory overload with, with things. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed sometimes by how much my um, phone will tell me my screen time is. And I get excited when it says it's been down 10%. I'm like, gosh, what did you do this week? That was different than last week that kept you <laughs> off your phone. And um, it's just, we were not created to um, take in this much information at all times, good, bad, and ugly. And so I've just realized taking a break from all that, I'm able to like actually like look up for a second and like engage with people. Yeah. So well, uh, we're, we're told for business that it's necessary. It's up. And then, uh, and then, you know, God says, you know, uh, you can be in this world, but not of it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So you got it. There's a balance that's, that's clearly necessary. Um, and, and obviously the lean is certainly even in, in business, but, even the lean has to be towards God and, and what he, and what his word is. And, and you got to like, uh, you know, as I, as I work, you know, to try to provide a living and, and for my family and to, uh, ensure that they're, you know, well taken care of, uh, the spiritual side of me is, is, is important. Um, is, is more important actually. And it's like, because I mean, that's where my, my peace of mind and my strength and my, uh, my security comes from, mm -hmm. uh, and my, you know, and, and my fearlessness. Yeah. And so, your decision-making. I, I, I yeah, think when absolutely. we're all faced with thousands and thousands of choices a day and not that every decision is life or death, but when it comes to the bigger decisions and you're not exercising that muscle of discernment or exercising <laughs> that muscle of, um, just being able to be still, like you said, um, one of the verses I'm challenged with is be still and know that I am God. 
I'm very yeah. like, I know you're God. So what do I need to do? Like, I'll, I'll do it. Just tell me what to do. And it's like, no, be still and know that he is God. Just like sit there and know that he is able, that he is in control, that you don't have to make any sudden or rash decisions in this moment based out of emotion. And so I, I think when you're on what, at least for me, speaking from personal experience, when I'm on the phone and scrolling or uh, whatever I'm doing, it's, those are like thousands of little thoughts going in my head that are going to eventually add up for me to make certain decisions later in life. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. Yes, my favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the write it downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network, so show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down, because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. You talk about decisions, let's talk about you know, uh, investments, right? And, and any person that... Um, I think is a, you know a, a sort of sound mind knows that our fiat system is is ready to collapse, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, what do you do, right? And we know inflation's coming. So um, I, I I invested in you know precious metals, you know, and that's really God's God's money. You know, that's the gold was, you know, uh, the wealth in the Bible. You know what I mean? So it's like um, you know, making decisions like that and trusting that you know that eventually one day that will you know bear fruit and uh, will sustain its value because the more money they print, the, the, you know, um, the less value our money has. I mean, it's really monopoly money uh, mm-hmm. at this point. And, you know, we all have to sort of, uh, uh, you know, step outside um, our circumstance and just really look at it, right, yeah. uh, for what it is and, and be objective, right, and go like, you know what? This fiat system is is ready to implode, all right? I mean, they continue to print money, continue to print money, and the more they print, the less, uh, you know, value it has and the less we can purchase. And now gas has gone up and mm-hmm. all the other things, the food is going up and stuff, and it's like inflation. Well, what's a hedge against inflation? Precious metals, you know, that's God's money, right? So, I mean, so even from that standpoint, you got to just sort of, um, and have faith. You gotta, you know, walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah, I like what you said. Um, a couple things I picked up on when you were just speaking is trusting that the decision you made is going to bear fruit. And I, I love the way that you said that because for me, um, as a as a twenty five year old, it's. I mean, I think this is just common in in human nature. But I'm just going to take myself for example because no one can get mad at somebody for picking on themselves. So. For for me, I um, am a very I like to see quick results, right? I think a lot of people do. Like when I make a decision, I want to see the fruit. I want to see the the end product almost right away. Because why not? Because we live in a in a society that promotes instant gratification, microwave dinners, and um, phone calls and texts that are almost immediate. And so when you said that of like investing in something and having faith that it will bear fruit and not just with your money, but with your time and your energy and, and, and who mm-hmm. is in your, in your life, I think it's so important for people to hear, hear this is to, and for myself included is to stay the course 
because it's easy to, to let feelings and emotions and news or somebody else's status in life kind of like go, wait a second, should I have done that instead? But if you stay the course, like you said, and walk by faith and not by sight, trust the process, trust that the people that are in your motion picture and your inner circle who are guiding you and doing the same things as you are, that they're in it with you. And that it might not be an overnight success, whether you're investing in a business, whether you're investing in metal or whatever it is to stay the course and trust that you will see the harvest. And we are well, not in that right now. Well, I mean, look at what you did. Um, look what you accomplished. You did stay the course. You, you and I had a conversation and look what it, uh, it turned out to uh, <laughs> it, it, it. It certainly bared fruit. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it wasn't easy, you know, calling people, trying to get them online uh, or get them to do interviews and stuff. And, you know, and um, it's not always the easiest thing. You know, there there people are, are busy out there. Sometimes people are skeptical, you know, sometimes people are fearful. What is the interview about? You know, and then you have to let them know and, you you know, you have to be. Uh, you know, persistent, you know, and, and you did that. I mean, this is your 50th episode and you've interviewed uh, some of the greatest sports athletes. Uh, I mean, and, and just people in general mm. um, of, of, of our lifetime. I mean, and you, you've connected with them and touched them and talked to them and stuff. And, and it was just a concept in, in the beginning. So, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're an example of, of staying the course and, 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 and investing in, in, in your, uh, um, your idea and, 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 and bearing fruit. I mean, you're the perfect example of that. Thanks, Marcus. I, you're going to make me cry. This will be the second episode I cry. But one thing that I have to say, and, and this is, again, I appreciate all of those compliments. And I know that you're a humble guy, but every single time I tell my story, obviously you're mentioned because you were the first person that I met who took a chance on me with my logo and my idea. And, um, I just, any single time I start to get discouraged throughout this process, um, I have, and the show's called write it down because when you write things down, you do remember where God came through and I will never forget the, you know, the journal entry I wrote of gratitude to the Lord when I met you and when you really started helping me because scripture talks about, um, with, uh, Joshua, like leading the Israelites, um, into the promised land, it, um, that Joshua talks about taking out, I believe it's Joshua, taking out your remembrance stones. They would put these stones in place of where God came through for them or God reminded them of their faithfulness. And you are a remembrance stone in this journey for me. You're one of those pillars where I'm like, okay, if God, um, and there's a few more before you and there's been a few more after you, but if, if God did that, if God opened that door, if God, um, used Marcus and, and believed in me, you know, through Marcus's words and prayers and actions, then I can trust that I'm, I'm headed the right way because that's, that's kind of, you are walking by faith and not by sight. But when you have certain things that you have seen and heard and, and felt in this life that are kind of out of this world that encourage you to keep going, you're one of those people for me. So any single time I'm like crying, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I can't do this. I'm like, lock it up. Marcus Allen. You better not do that. You better not do that. You got too many examples. I know. And then you, oh, and also sugar Ray Lewis, 
He's another one. <laughs> I can't with him. I told I told him the other day. I, I or he said something to me about me forgetting his birthday, and I said you forgot mine. He's like, when is it? I said December. He's like, Brooke, it's June. I was like, I know it was six months ago. <laughs> so we're working on that. We might be throwing a joint birthday party. So, but yes, I have way too many of those. Um, everybody's life is this way if people will pay attention but we are just walking miracles and every well, you single know, day some people, some people you meet you know there that you can you can tell they have such a great heart and those are the people that you you know they have a gravitational pull on you right and god says okay this is the person that you're going to you know Mm-hmm. impact in some way and that's really what happened you just had this great heart you know you the way you knocked at my door you know what i mean uh, basically by saying hello it was just so refreshing so inviting um and so um honest honest and real that you know i couldn't help but like are you kidding me yeah whatever you need thank you like someone's got to help this lost little puppy <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like, come on. She needs a place to stay. I'm just kidding. No, I appreciate that. I am very humbled by this journey. This is episode 50. Um, you, um, I remember you came on and it took a while, like for your episode to come out like a couple months because, um, Ethan who runs the network had a really good idea, um, to build up a queue of episodes so that I wouldn't just put yours out. And then like people are like, okay, well it's been 10 weeks. So I recorded a ton, uh, that one summer. And that was the mm-hmm. summer you started introducing me to some of your guys. Um, and I like, now, who are some of the guys, Ronnie, let's just go over real quick. Ronnie lot, Tim Brown, Willie Galtz, um, Bruce Smith, Ed Orgeron, Ray Lewis, um, let's see who else. Rod Woodson. Byron Scott. Byron yeah. Scott. I love Byron. Byron. Yeah, he's he's such a good dude. And because I remember the conversation that um the two of you had and he and he talked about obviously um honoring his mom by graduating. He made a promise to her and stuff. And I just thought that was a great story. Oh, that and was. He ended up graduating from Arizona State because he promised his mom. So that he would. I thought it was awesome. It, no, his interview was so good. His interview and my own um, personal like development with interviews and podcasts was one of the first times I felt like I was fully myself on the mic and not nervous. Um, cause with the other guys, I mean, it was a great conversation and they were super gracious to me, but I remember being so full of filler words and anxiousness. And so Byron was really like a breakthrough moment for me. And then Ray Lewis, um, of course, cause he's just like magic on the mic. I don't really know. Like he just <laughs> yeah. takes over the mic and you're like, where did this human come from? Like, I wish I had a dose of his energy and he's in his mid forties and he's way more, like spunky than anybody I've ever met. And then Ed Orgeron, his story was just super impactful, like him leaving LSU and then him going out to Cali, Southern California, and then coming back to Louisiana and then him having great success. Um, that was just a cool twist and turn of that. Um, I, David Baker, that was someone that because I had so many of your guys on, he was like, I went through his assistant and he's the guy, if people are listening, don't know who David Baker is. He's the guy who knocks on people's doors to tell them they're in the hall of fame. So, um, that was super fun. 
But and yeah, that's man. what I was thrilled about because, uh, you know, I mean, I, I certainly assisted you on a lot of those. But then I was I was so proud of you that you were getting guys on your own. And obviously, you know, you used your resume, which was great when which you're supposed to do and all the people that you've interviewed. But I was going like, good for her. That's what she's supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, once she is, a, you know, uh, she's getting established and, and all she has to do is like, I've interviewed this guy, this guy, this guy. Oh, and everybody would say, okay, uh, I'm in. <laughs> did. Oh, and you got I'm me, in. you got me, Ozzy, <laughs> yeah. Ozzy Smith. Um, you introduced me to Ozzy Smith at, at the Super Bowl in Miami. Mm-hmm. So he came on. Um, one guy that I'm, I'm still chasing around and, and one day he'll listen to this and laugh is Eddie George. I give him a hard time. Well, one day lock him down, but he will, he will. I know he's so kind. And, but yesterday I saw him on TV cause I work at a sports bar in the meantime. And I'm like, Eddie George, come on, dude, this could be write it down right now. No, <laughs> I'm just no. kidding, <laughs> but he's great. There's, uh, he's Eddie, you know, he has a lot going on. Yes. um, the new coach at Tennessee State, so he's you know he's working on obviously recruiting, front uh, fundraising. He's doing a lot of things. So, yeah. But we'll make that happen because he's such a good guy. Yeah, and it's really cool to see him now become a coach um, in Tennessee. Like how how cool is that? Like I'm sure there's just so many full circle moments in his life. Um, yeah, that have we talked him. about it, and he says he just had uh, you know a, a feeling of wanting to give back and. and and uh, the best way of doing that is obviously reaching kids through uh, through coaching. That's so and, cool. And uh, helping them become champions on and off the field. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. He definitely, any single time you're in a room with him, well, you as well, you guys both have a strong presence about you, which is just super, super cool. I mean, now that I'm like a year or so into this, but I think since college I've been around um, – famous people so to speak and there are certain people that just have a presence about them regardless if they're famous or not and you guys are both both of those people <laughs> yeah, yeah i tried i try i try to walk into a room uh to, you do try, and, try to, and try to be unnoticed but it doesn't happen it doesn't happen don't marcus don't even any single time there's an event everybody knows who you are like everybody's like i'm friends with marcus i'm friends with marcus i was talking to the president of the tim tebow foundation he was like yeah like you know who are who are you here like watching i think it was that whole 17 i was like marcus he's like oh everybody loves that guy i'm like i know he's i know and yeah it's uh I, that's been a special event for me and obviously i met you there which was great uh but you know i just um i love tim and what he does and, and what he stands for and and then he just puts on this incredible event that raises tons of money for um, a night to shine, mm-hmm. and 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 then also, you know, uh, the awareness of of um, the human trafficking that's uh, been taking place in our world today, and it's been. I mean, once you know, you go down that rabbit hole and find out how how big it is. It's really, you know, it's it's sickening. It, mm-hmm. It's really sort of uh, gets you at your core, and you can't believe that uh, that the, the human being are capable of doing such horrendous things and it's gross. Uh, so we, we we learned you know i've learned a lot um and also you know the the fact that uh, tim has really sort of made that a uh, a point uh, um to, to you know of emphasis to uh, to help human trafficking and stuff and it's just like 
you know, yeah. it's just, it's incredible. It, so I it mean, is incredible. that's one of my favorite events, you know? Yeah. It's, it's special. It's a very special event. This year was, was, um, special as well with, um, the, they had it outside a, a lot of the, like the concert that Friday night, just, you know, for caution. And there was people singing and worshiping together. And it was just so cool to, to see that everybody yeah. came together to sing and worship and then raise money yeah. for these. It was special this year. I'm all about human contact. I'm all about people uh, not being afraid of each other. But, you know, um, you know, if most, it, it, unless it's something really serious, right. you know, most of us uh, get sick from colds and, and things of that nature because we're vitamin D deficient, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, uh, you got to be outside. Obviously that was in the evening, but I think it's important. I never liked to or or believe like wait, wait be indoors don't mm-hmm. even go out and water your plants are you crazy no mm-hmm. be outside yeah it was go, special go to be outside. for a walk <laughs> yeah <know>? yeah <laughs> i used to see people like with masks on in their cars and i was going like oh my goodness mm-hmm. um, oh i can't you know some people just believe you know everything and fall for everything you know and you can't you got to be you got to ask for discernment you know you got to be um, ask for wisdom so we yeah. can make uh, smart decisions, and um, but being outside is, is is I think is important. I mean, and so like I said early on in the in the broadcast, I did not. Um, I was always out and about. I never sort of locked down, um, if you will. Um, uh, you know, and then they came out with the uh, going back to the virus thing. They came out with the asymptomatic thing. I'm going like, wait a second. You know, I know my body. (laughs) I know you're telling me that I'm sick and I don't know it. I know, no, no, no. I know my body. Yeah. I know when I don't feel well. I know when, you know, my nose is running or something like that because of allergies and stuff like that. I mean, so don't tell me that I'm sick when I'm not. Yeah. Well, one thing that really got me since we're back on the Corona topic, one thing that really got me. So when this all happened, I was actually working the players championship at TPC up in um, Jacksonville. Um, And I was working that tournament in that same clubhouse that we have Tim's events at. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I remember being outside, like serving a table and the, the manager of the entire guest or the clubhouse came out and, and kind of whispered to all of us employees, like, we're shutting the restaurant down. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? Because I didn't have my phone all week. I was working so many hours. There's so much going on with, with the golf tournament. And I was like, man, what's going on? And then my parents sent me a picture and they're like, we're spousal distancing, haha, instead of social distancing. And I'm like, what is this whole distancing thing? And and like a blink of an eye, the world like kind of shut down as I knew it. And um, I just remember the next day people being afraid to touch a surface, like touch their car handle. And I was like, 12 <laughs> hours ago, we were not afraid to touch a glass or car handle. But now all of a sudden, because somebody's on TV and granted, there were, it did grow to be a big issue. And it, it did grow to be something that like my dad got it and he got super, super sick from it. People lost their lives. So I'm not making light of the virus. I'm going to the perspective of that fear within one day. Like with when one day we were afraid to do certain things and that's what tripped me up in my head, not necessarily the caution and making sure that people don't get sick and us taking care of the people that work in hospitals that are putting their lives out there in danger to potentially get this virus. I, I do 
believe in that. But at the same time, I was like, why in one day am I afraid to touch the pen I used yesterday? So that was like kind of what got me to kind of go, all right, Brooke, use discernment throughout this whole entire Corona process and this whole entire, because it is real. But at the same time, I don't want to be afraid to, to say hi to my neighbor or shake their hand and then start to become this recluse. So it's, it's a balance. It's, it's, I just want to know what happened to the flu. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting, yeah. Cause every year flu season happens, but we don't see all those numbers on screen. And, and there's a, there's a certain amount of people who die from the flu every year. Uh, and the numbers are pretty large too, but apparently this year just said, okay, listen, in cooperation with uh, Corona, I'm just going to take a vacation and you can come in and do whatever you need to do. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense to me. Mm -hmm. No. And, and out of the granted, I've only been alive 25 years. We should avoid, we should avoid the subject by the way. (laughs) Let me just say one more thing. (laughs) Something I've learned in my whole 25 years of living, which isn't that long, is whether it's a virus, a movement, um, a disaster, an attack, if anything can be put on the news, you can count on one person, one group of people or or some like subset um, to make it a, a bigger issue and to run with it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's just something that I'm, I'm, well that said. doesn't, it does not negate the issue. It doesn't negate the attack. Right. It doesn't negate the virus. Right. doesn't negate the, the severity of the movement, but you can always rely on somebody taking it too far. And right. I think that's just something that we all need to be weary of. And the only way this will ever be resolved, if it will ever be resolved is around the dinner table with the people in your life, in your communities right. And the people God's placed in your life. Um, And so for that, I think, again, before I get to rapid fire questions and asking you to write it down, I am grateful that you're one of those people in my life that are sitting at my table that can help encourage me and remind me of my worth, remind me of the journey that I'm on and to continue to believe in me and what I'm doing, because this world is constantly changing and people's opinions and people's motives. And you have stayed so true to being selfless and putting others first. And you haven't had any hidden motive. You haven't had, um, just anything. You've just been so family oriented and, uh, been loving on my family. So Marcus, I, I truly appreciate you being in my life and being such a good guiding light in my life. So with that, are you trying to make me cry? I, I, if you're crying, then I've done a really <laughs> dang good job because I rehearsed that. I'm just you're kidding. Trying, <laughs> trying to make me cry. I like this will well, get him. But anyways, thank you. yes. Thank you. Bro. Oh my gosh, really I'd be, I'd be on. Please, I don't even know where I'd be if I didn't have you in my life. So with that, I'm gonna. I didn't remind you of a write it down, but I'd love to hear your write it down. But I'm gonna ask you a few rapid fire questions, and then we'll get to your write it down, and we'll we'll let you go on your merry way. But would you rather drink sweet tea or unsweet tea? <laughs> I love sugar. So it'd be sweet tea. <laughs> so do I. So do I. Okay, this one. I can't imagine what your answer is going to be, and I hope this doesn't hurt your feelings, but never play golf again or never talk about football again. <laughs> I never talk about football again. I, I figured. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play golf. <laughs> I figured. I'm like, man. Okay. Summer or winter? Favorite time? 
Well, I like warm weather. Because you can play golf. (laughs) 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 Okay. Greatest uh, fiction superhero and why? Oh, gosh. (laughs) I'm coming straight out the gate. Oh, wow. Huh? I'm coming out the gate with these questions. I mean, there's Superman, there's You're Batman, some difficult ones. Uh, Spider-Man. You know, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to say, um, I'm going to have to say Casper, but he wasn't a superhero though, but it was a cartoon character because it's so funny. I mean, I've actually, you know, I've, I've darkened over the years because of golf and I have like a golf tan and stuff like that, but I was so light that my, my parents nicknamed me Casper when I was young. Really? Yes. You were as light as Casper? No, no, no. I'm as light well, as Casper. You should. I was well, Snow White. I wasn't that I wasn't You weren't as white as me, like, light. like whole milk? Oh, my I, word. I don't know, but they used to call me Casper when I was young. Marcus, you literally yeah. surprised me. I would have never guessed that, like that you would number one be nicknamed Casper, number two that that would be <laughs> your favorite. Yeah, I mean, you know, wow. uh, you know, yeah, well, it wasn't my choice, but that's what these you know, call. You me, just but. have to roll with what you've been given sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Last question before you write it down: What is your favorite podcast? <laughs> the Write It Down podcast. <laughs> okay, cool. We're done. No, just kidding. Okay, Marcus, your first write it down was a free lunch cost a dollar ninety nine and that was a little over now gosh, what are we in the summer? So that was almost whatever, two years ago, maybe, that we yes. recorded. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. So I know that's still something that you live by, but what are maybe some other words that you've lived by or something that you've kind of reflected on that we can take as you write it down for the fiftieth episode? A scared man can't win. Woo! That was a zinger. A scared man can't win. And that goes right along with what you said about us not having a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. Marcus Allen, thank you so much for joining the show today and for believing in me. I'm very humbled by our friendship and um, your mentorship. My pleasure. God bless you, bro. Thanks, Marcus. Have a good day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down podcast but it's abbreviated to WinPod. Anyways, thanks for listening and we will catch you later.